the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Day two of the Packers training camp. Brewers off today after a, uh, a pound them out homestand. We'll get more into that coming up in just a little bit, though. Uh, joining us right now on the hotline, our buddy Mark Daniels uh, from WNFL in Green Bay, on the ground in Green Bay. Mark, how you doing today? I'm good, Bill. How are you? Happy training camp. Happy training camp to you as well. It's kind of like Happy New Year. So, uh, first of all, let's start off with Bakhtiari. Uh, he spoke to the media, which was uh, kind of nice because I didn't expect yeah. that. So, what yeah, did you take Packers, away from it? it? He says he's not concerned. He says it feels better. I mean, he feels almost healed, at least from the ACL standpoint. But just the collateral damage from that uh, snap job, you know, and New Year's Eve is, is still bothering him. There's no question. Uh, I don't think he's going to become an alarmist. He'll just be as, uh, you know, positive as he can and try and do what the training and rehab staff tells him to do to get back as soon as possible. And until then, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, if I'm just uh, the rooting side, I'm thinking, boy, we don't see him in a couple of weeks. This offense and especially the offensive line. You know, it could be a real state of flux uh, when they go to the U.S. Bank Stadium. So uh, I wanted to ask you about the offensive line because uh, Yash Nyman working at left tackle today, who did yeoman's work last year. I mean, fantastic job. And what's the shuffling that's going on, even though Elton Jenkins, as they say, is a little bit ahead of schedule. Give me your thoughts on the flux of the offensive line. Nothing to get alarmed about. LaFleur was asked about it plenty, you know, before practice today. You know, what with Diamond over at left tackle. They have Jake Hansen, member of the forgotten center from Oregon. He's been hanging around hurt and who knows what. All of a sudden, he's at right guard. And then Royce Newman, who played inside, is getting kicked over to right tackle for a look-see. But, uh, yeah, Jenkins and Bakhtiari's absence has a lot to do with it. Rasheed Walker, the draft choice is out. Their numbers are just down. In fact, LaFleur said, you know, it's kind of, forcing our hand on how we're looking at guys, moving guys around early in camp. We just don't have a lot, and it's even shortening some team periods because of it. So uh, something they just got to work through. But I don't think anything should be written in stone now about which best five are eventually going to be there. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I know there's a lot of just kind of see what happens going on right now. Speaking of that, the, uh, the, the wide receiving core is still receiving a lot of scrutiny, and rightfully so, but – uh, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek when he uh, when Aaron Rodgers said yesterday going from one Hall of Famer to the next, talking about Alan Lazard. I, now, he's not a Hall of Famer, but uh, we've talked a lot about it. What, do you, what What is the vibe that you get right now at training camp? And obviously, with no Christian Watson, it's a little bit difficult to tell what the whole group is going to be. Yeah, I know. No Sammy either. So it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. They, they made splash plays yesterday, which was kind of uh, good for them, obviously, uh, because it's uh, just confidence-building kind of stuff. But uh, I think it was Romeo Dobbs who I put it best when I was asking him about, you know, how are you guys are you know, dealing with the room in light of the, you know, spotlight that's on the room. Uh, and he says, yeah, we, we know it's a noise, but we just want to become the next room uh, and try and ignore it as much as possible. And I think it's a good attitude. There, there has been a succession of receivers to glorious quarterback play here. And a, a day and a half of practice in, I'm not, you know, convinced that uh, the run has stopped. So we'll see. Uh, give me, give me the thoughts on Aaron Rodgers uh, and his mood, his optimism. I and mean, he talked a lot about love and caring for the guys and the usual spiel. But you know, obviously, he's got life after Devontae now to contend with. So, w- give me your thoughts as to way the way he sounded about what he has to throw to. Well, job one set back in the spring was learn the place, and then we'll get to uh, my place and the language and the checks and everything else that's going to have to go into this thing as they work themselves through the playbook it's going to be a 
process, probably unsightly at times. Uh, but I remember talking to Randall Cobb, who said, you know, Rogers really is into this kind of a challenge at this stage of his career. He really wants to continue to produce and, and help these guys become a really good receiving core. Uh, and not just because he's a really good quarterback, but he wants them, you know, he's looking at them first before in the mirror. So uh, I think that's a good thing. I think there is a genuine uh, appreciation for the guys in the locker room. He's just still so out there, you know, coming in as Cameron Poe with this and, you know, uh, you know, all that stuff last year too at Halloween. So, uh, yeah. Just such an interesting personality, twenty four seven. I'm never sure what to this guy anymore. The uh, the um, I thought it was interesting. Matt Lafleur's opening press conference when he didn't want to slide anybody from before, but he said he's learned more about uh, special teams than he ever thought he'd know. And talking specifically about Rich Basaccia. Um, I, I don't know what he has or hasn't fully committed as far as starters go and depth players go to special teams, but it certainly sounds like that whatever start they're off to, at least internally, is an impressive start because they, they, I don't really think they have anywhere to go but up. Yeah, I mean, you know, Fuller had a first-time coordinator in Maurice Drake last year, and we know what happened there. But, you know, in the last, what, how many months since Passaccia was hired, he's gotten his 20 years of experience crammed into the Fuller's head, I'm sure. So, I mean, that put an imprint on there. Uh, and I'll see if it carries forward into the talent that they've assembled to try and carry out what Passaccia wants. Uh, and, and that's still going to be a process, but, uh, you know, he's got a, a, a low bar. Uh, let's just not screw it up and then start mm-hmm. making some things happen. Uh, and then you've got the rookies, the guys that say you had mentioned them. We're just trying to create our own room. We're just trying to do our own thing. Uh, rookies getting indoctrinated. Some guys take to it right away. Some guys, it takes a little while to adjust to life in the NFL. Have you seen either or? Not a lot of it. I mean, the top two picks were in the national championship game for a Super Bowl-like preview week, and uh, Watson's been a championship game. So I don't, you know, they, I haven't seen any big eyes yet, uh, but there's still an assimilation process and so much to learn about just how to conduct themselves and everything else that goes along with it. Uh, but from the football acumen, I think a lot of these guys are, you know, pretty well acclim- you know, acclimated to, to what they're in for over the next couple of days. But then again, training camps today, Bill, don't look anything like the training camp mm-hmm. when I started watching these guys. Right. Holy cow. Mark Daniels, WNFL at Green Bay, uh, joining us at Mark Daniels WNFL. You can find him over on Twitter. Uh, I want to go back to Matt LaFleur's comments. I mean, obviously they played things very close to the vest, but in talking about the defense, it seems like there's a lot of comparisons going back to the defense that was 2010, 2011, that ended up winning a Super Bowl, that played extremely well the next year uh, before ultimately giving it up to the Giants. Is this the best defense on paper since then? Yeah, but the paper is uh, its not papyrus. It's not going to convince me long-term yet. Uh, so, I, yeah, they've got a lot of talent over there, and, and they've invested millions. And, uh, you know, this is a Wall Street kind of defense here. They need the return on investment. Uh, and so I don't see any signs why not. There are concerns beyond the two edge guys of Preston and Rashawn. But other than that, I think they've beat up the D-line, which was a, a real necessity. The secondary's gotten a lot of snaps. Eric Stokes included together. Then Alexander's back. So there's a lot to look forward to. Now Joe Barry's got to just get some more out of him. Don't forget, they've got still gashed at times on the run. Uh, and while the overall numbers wound up pretty good, this team had some frighteningly difficult stretches they had to overcome so uh, but yeah there are pieces there no question 
You you talked about some of the guys that got gashed last year because they did give up points. They were one of the lower scoring defenses when it came to points last year. So is the concentration this year, I mean, obviously you want to stop the run. I mean, you, it all starts there, and then you kind of work your way down. But also is there going to be a concentration on, on turnovers, on creating turnovers, and not just punching the ball out via fumbles, but this team is not huge when it comes to yeah. picks. They kind of come in bunches. Yeah, they do. Uh, I think it's a big year for Darnell Savage. And the Packers had their eyes open, you know, with Devondre Campbell going, wow, an inside linebacker can intercept passes. Uh, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of different ways to deploy a lot of different interesting people. And I think certainly takeaways and, and red zones and, and situational football defense are, are still the priorities. Third down, get off the field. Uh, you know, inside the 20, you know, more than three. Uh, and let's uh, give the offense a few more cracks at it. Those three things make great defenses, whether you're giving up 190 yards rushing or 300 yards passing a game. So, The one thing, Mark, that uh, a lot of people are talking about is the depth or lack thereof, defensively speaking. Is that the biggest area of concern, maybe? A little bit. Uh, you know, like I said, outside linebacker, it's the Garvin's, putting the Lee Island, Darius Hamilton's, and, you know, and it's just, it's a, and Anik Barry, the rookie, that didn't just wow me. Uh, and secondary beyond those top three corners, um, got to find somebody. But there's a couple in the mix, including some former Raiders they really like, Keyshawn Nixon, who's out today, by the way. But uh, so, yeah, just those kind of back end pieces on the D, uh, you're right, uh, need to be solidified. One way or the other, not here today. Might be here, you know, off somebody else's roster. Always good, Mark. Enjoy it. Uh, get back to watching what's going on via the training camp, and we'll talk again soon, okay? All right. See you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. WNFL's own Mark Daniels joining us uh, on the hotline. Mark Daniels uh, at Mark Daniels WNFL at Mark Daniels WNFL. And a uh, good report there. But just a lot of depth stuff, just a lot of issues about this is the time when, you know, as much as we can talk about it, you're just trying to figure things out. You kind of know who your starters are. You know who the guys are you're waiting to return. But as of right now, if if you had to start today, who would it be? And you got to start going through those depth issues. You got to start looking at guys that do make positive plays, negative plays, specifically guys that start out on the bubble, like the just the extras, the the roster fillers. Who ends up uh, kind of surprising you? Because usually one of those guys or two of those guys find their way onto a roster because just, they just kind of come out of nowhere. You 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 do your due diligence and you track down a guy that. Uh, you think can make plays or maybe was in a small program but really stood out but has a great acumen, and you bring those guys in, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, wait a minute, where'd that guy come from? And you find those diamonds in the rough, guy, kind of like a Tremont Williams or a Sam Shields and some of those guys that end up you know, kind of opening your eyes. Even Donald Driver, who was a seventh-round draft choice. You look for those guys to, uh, to, to you know, be able to, um, you know, kind of muster things so to speak so anyway uh let's do this we're going to step away take a quick break uh we got our friends at pella windows and doors of wisconsin they want to remind you right now four years no interest four years no interest going on and if you're looking for that uh by all means if you're looking to say do your whole house that's probably the way to go or maybe you're just looking for a few windows one or two maybe a patio door you can get some money off of those situations, 250 bucks off per window. If you go with a slider window, 400 bucks off per window. Not a bad way to go, right? Huh? 
Good stuff. So check out our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Different options right now. If you're looking to upgrade your windows, upgrade your doors, upgrade your entry system prior to the cold weather getting here, which we all know at some point it's going to be creeping back into the state of Wisconsin, hopefully later rather than sooner. But go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. See for yourself. Go to PellaWI.com, and uh, we're going to you know, kind of let you know that uh, they're good people and they add a lot of value to your home. PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hour number four of the Bill Michael Show. Day number two of Packers training camp. Off day today for the Milwaukee Brewers, who are heading to Beantown. Good day to you. Good day to you. Good stuff. Going to hear from Alan Lazard coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Looking forward to that. And we've got uh, some more stuff regarding Brewers. And uh, also Daniel Snyder of the Washington Commanders and uh, Capitol Hill to report. So we'll kind of fill you in on that story as well. Uh, But joining us now from uh, Fox 6 in Milwaukee, uh, covering the Green Bay Packers, Lily Zhao now joining us, at Lily, S-Z-H-A-O, at Lily Zhao over on Twitter. Lily, how you doing? Hey, Bill, I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing extremely well. So um, give me the the state of the state, if you were, uh, regarding the Green Bay Packers, because we all know about the wide receiving core. We all know about the offensive line. If you're going to go in with a level of concern, we'll say for the division, whether or not the Vikings can catch you, what is your level of concern? Uh, I would say sorry to Vikings fans. I don't think there's a level of concern. Um, it's still Aaron Rodgers at the helm. It's still a very talented team. They've invested in defense. They've invested in special teams. They have a good receiving court without Devontae Adams. I think they're going to be another really good team this season because, again, they have those foundational pieces outside of Devontae Adams, of course, but they have those young guys who are going to get reps into, or during training camp to make up for Tay's absence. And obviously you can't fill a role that he had on the field, but they have enough guys to, to get the job done. So my level of concern is very low at this point. Again, it's still early, but, you know, we'll kind of see what everybody looks like with the pads on. But encouraging so far with the first two days of camp. So the offensive line, we all know David Bakhtiari not ready, and we don't know if he's going to be ready week one. Um, the Without Elton Jenkins, who apparently is ahead of schedule, which is great news, but with the depth issues on the offensive line, is there a level of concern there? I would say, yeah, there's a level of concern considering, you know, David's been out since December 2020. He's had three procedures now on that knee, so that's not encouraging. And, you know, even himself, he said it's kind of been a nightmare in terms of that recovery, but it all depends on when he can get back on the field. However, at least it's happening at this time during training camp where Matt LaFleur can kind of reshuffle that offensive line. We saw Zach Tom get some work in at left tackle today moving Yash and Iman over to right tackle. So those those younger guys are getting experience at the tackle positions. They're reshuffling up front to see kind of what the best combination would be because, again, we do not know when Bakhtiari will be able to play. And, again, since Elton Jenkins is still not even a year out yet from that ACL, it's not a big question of when he can come back. So, again, there is concern with what, you know, when David could come back. But, again, 
They're not concerned that he won't ever play pro football again. It's just when he does make it back on the field, can he be as productive as he was when he signed that massive contract? So I still have faith that David Bakhtiari is still going to be one of the best, you know, left tackles in the game when he does make it on the field. But I guess now it's you're channeling that concern into, okay, what do we have with these young guys that are currently at camp right now, learning all five positions. And I think that's what they're focusing on right now. Without Mason Crosby right now participating in camp, obviously you're going to get a look at at Gabe. I can't remember the guy's last name, how to pronounce it. But that being said, (laughs) I I don't think there's any chance, unless of course he doesn't heal right, that Mason Crosby's not your kicker come, you know, week one, or at least come, you know, early on in this, uh, in this training camp season. I think he'll be back out sooner rather than later. But Crosby is getting a little bit older. Give me your thoughts on Mason Crosby and the knee issue that he had this offseason and the cleanup that he had done right after the OTAs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you never want to have, uh, you know, your kicker not be able to be on the field. And I think he said having a couple preseason games off is not going to hurt him because he's been, you know, such a vet in this game. But again, he's the one guy where, you know, when he's been at his best, he's been spectacular for this team. And we saw that dip in production last year. And you're hoping that just that year is wiped out and, you know, he has a clean slate heading into this season and can be back into, you know, the Mason Crosby that we all know and love in the field. And he's making all those, you know, 50-yard field goals. But, you know, I know he had his right knee scoped out a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I don't think there's a high level of concern because I think he's confident he'll be back out there and, and be just fine. And now with, you know, even more emphasis on that, um, you know, the special team unit and, you know, the work that they have in terms of kicking, I think everything will be okay. Again, you know, they're investing in special teams with Rich Passaccia. So it's, it's going to be really fun to see what that unit can do, considering all the, you know, blunders that we saw last year. But I don't think there's any sort of concern right now with Crosby. I think once he gets back on the field, everything will kind of shape back into form. Uh, I want to ask you, we, we don't talk, we talk a lot about the special teams, but we don't talk specifics. But who do you think ends up returning kicks and punts? Ooh, that's a good question. I know we, we saw like, we saw a couple of those, uh, you know, they're talking about, you know, veterans, are they going to do it? And, you know, Amari Rogers was slated in that role. I, I'm kind of curious to see though, if Amari Rogers is back in that role. I know he struggled with that last year. It, it, can he do it? Can he gain the confidence to be the guy that this team knows he can be in terms of special teams? Cause that was kind of, you know, one of the things that they liked about him that, you know, that special teams production, returning kicks um maybe it's a guy like him maybe he has that extra confidence this season to to really get things done but i you know i know they were talking about oh maybe having veterans do you know return kicks but at this point i think with what rich pistachia wants to do with this special teams unit it's all hands on deck but i again i'm very curious to see what a guy like amari rogers can do and if he can better himself if he is put in that position to return some kicks this year yeah, I, I think just through Bisaccia, you're going to see a, a better special teams play this year. I know that there's a lot of optimism for it, but I think uh, Matt, don't you think Matt LaFleur, at least from some of his comments, is going to commit more resources personnel-wise to special teams to make that better since it was so, such an embarrassing third of their team in the postseason? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, you know, I can tell you this from hearing the guys talk about Rich Bisaccia, from what LaFleur has said about Rich Bisaccia. I mean, this guy is just, you know, he's, He's thunderous. He's, he doesn't hold back. He's got, you know, a lot of fun opinions. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, I think it's, it's going to be fun to watch this season because, again, we've talked about how special teams, despite who was the coordinator, it's always, it's always kind of fallen behind the offense and the defense. You know, there hasn't been a year in a while where special teams has really shined. 
I think that maybe takes a turn for the better this season. Again, they're investing a lot in it. They hired a guy who turned the Raiders around. So I think this could be a very special year in terms of special teams and the guys that they have on that unit who are specializing in making this team get better field position when they get the ball. I think this is the year, though, Bill. I'm hot take that this could be a very fun year to watch on special teams, and it will not be a repeat of what we saw last year when the Packers were bounced from the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm going to write that down, and that way I give you complete credit for it <laughs> as somebody to say that first because uh, a fun year can be rising to maybe 25th in the National Football League. If they get within the top 15, I think yeah. we'll all be dancing in the streets. Talking with Lily Zhao, <laughs> Fox 6 out of Milwaukee, at Lily, L-I-L-Y-S, Zhao, Z-H-A-O, over there on Twitter. So uh, we talked a lot about the special teams. Talk defensively speaking. There's a lot of optimism this, that this thing might be as good as uh, maybe since 2010, 2011 when they actually won a Super Bowl. And that, that's a heavy weight to carry. My question is, do they have the depth to carry that? Not that the starters aren't good, but do they have the depth to carry that? Uh, I mean, I think that's what they're hoping for, right? I, I think when you're looking at the defensive back group, I mean, I think they're pretty deep. I think they have a very, very talented DB group, their corners are really, really good. You know, their safeties are coming along behind Adrian Davis. Um, I think this is a very talented team. You got, you know, you got Kenny Clark some more help up front with uh, Devontae Wyatt. So I think they have the core pieces with the veterans, like you mentioned, but I think they're developing and they, you know, they drafted enough guys defensively behind these core veterans that they, you know, have the potential to be a very special defense. You bring in Rasul Douglas, you bring back Devondre Campbell. Those are really core pieces that you need that can make game-changing plays. But again, a Quay Walker, Devontae White, can those guys really develop when the pads come on to, you know, have any sort of meaningful playing time on the field? I think so. I mean, that's why they were drafted so high. They had really good careers in college. You know, I think this is going to be a very, very good defense. And, you know, I think it's going to be one, you know, that they can make a lot of plays. And, you know, you have a guy like Jair Alexander. He wasn't healthy all last year. So it's or for a majority of last season. So what can he do now that he's back and fully healthy? You know, I think this is a really good group. I think they're, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder because, you know, these guys are always talking about we can always get better. Um, so to answer your question, I think there is going to be depth, you know, after training camp gets wrapped up. I think it's going to be a very, very uh, fun and talented defense. Offensively, I want to go back to it. I know that Alan Lazard got a lot of praise. Romeo Dubs has looked extremely good. Dubs, by the way, is the guy that I picked to be maybe the the guy that stands out the most uh, this season. I don't know if Christian Watson's going to be that guy just yet. I know he's got a ton of talent. But with the receiving room, I, I know Brian Gutekind said the receiving room they're they're happy with. And unless things change, they're not going to go out and make a deal right now. Your thoughts on the receiving room? You know, it's you know whenever you lose a future Hall of Famer like Devontae Adams, it's, you know, how can you regain that productivity? And, you know, in terms of, you know, he's always drawing two, three guys on the field when he was on the field for the Packers. So how do you really replace that? You can't really replace it. However, you can get those guys, those newer guys, the ones that were drafted like a Romeo and Christian Watson, whatever he gets back, um, you know, Mr. Torre, they can get those guys up to speed. Will it be Devontae Adams like numbers? Probably not. However, I still think they can be productive. You know, you still have Randall Cobb. You still have Alan Lazar. Those guys will really carry this offense. But I, I do think one of those youngsters will be the X factor for this team. And, you know, you brought up Romeo. I think he could be that guy. And again, it's still early, but you know, he's making those contested catches at practice. He's high pointing the ball. I think he could have a very special year. I think, you know, one of those youngsters could be that X factor for this team this year. 
offensively. Um, and I, you know, while Devontae will be missed, I think they will still be good enough in the wide receiver room to say, you know, we love Devontae, we're sad he's gone, but we're able to make up that production on the field. Before I let you go, I'm, I'm watching numerous, you know, NFL Live and NFL Today and Good Morning Football, and they're all talking about the Packers' offense changing dramatically and how it's going to go to this run-oriented offense. I've been saying all along it's not going to change dramatically. What you're going to see is probably more movement, more motion, more working to get guys open, scheming to get guys open, but you're not taking the ball out of the hands of 12. You're back-to-back MVP. Do you agree with that? I, you know, I agree with you there, Bill. I, I don't think this offense is going to be a, oh, we're just going to hand the ball off and have A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones get 50 reps a game, even though I'm sure they would love that, right? Um, I think it's still going to be a very balanced offense because, again, like you mentioned, it's Aaron Rodgers. This offense is not going to be purely run-motivated when you have a passer to it, or with his caliber. So I think you know it's, it's going to be a lot of motion, a lot of just misdirection like we saw last year, maybe perfected even more this year. And because um, when you have younger guys running it, a lot of jet sweeps potentially, I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're still going to see a lot of deep passes and, you know, we'll see who that replacement MVS guy can be. But I still think there's going to be some deep shots that they take and, and they're going to work in the run and have AJ and Aaron Jones, you know, have worked them in the passing game. But I don't think we're going to see a dramatic change offensively. Without Devontae Adams, it might be a little bit more run, but I don't think we're going to see anything uh, dramatic. Lily, great stuff. Great to have you on the program. We'll get back to you soon, okay? Awesome. Thank you, Bill. Thanks so much. There you go. Lily Zhao from Fox 6 out of Milwaukee dropping some knowledge. Let's talk in Packers football. L-I-L-Y-S-Z-H-A-O at Lily Zhao over there on Twitter. You can follow her there. Good, good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, a quality machining and manufacturing company right here in the state of Wisconsin. It's in New Berlin, Wisconsin. And if you are looking, by the way, to work with this company as another manufacturer, as somebody who needs metal parts and metal products, they're great. However, if you're looking to work for them, it's not just a job, it's a career. They really want people to take ownership of the company, and they're looking for good people and overpaying to get good people. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, Pindell.com, P-I-N-D-E-L, Pindell.com, right here in our own backyard, New Berlin, Wisconsin. Tell them we sent you, but they're good, good people looking for really good people. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.